Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am, of course, your host, Mike. Hey, let's talk about something that uh, really interests me, something that I've really enjoyed as a genre of movie. The Western. Yeah, the Western. Riding horses across the plains, slapping the six gun out of the holster. Shootouts at high noon. Man, oh man. There are a lot of great westerns out there, some mediocre westerns, and some really bad westerns. But I've noticed that there are a number of folks who don't much care for the genre itself. Uh, and they have a wide variety of reasons why they don't particularly like it. Some it's like, eh, you know, it's just never really caught my attention. I get that. You know, not every not everything catches my attention either. I'm not a big fan of rom rom-coms, but that's because I don't like the formula that they all follow. But when it comes to westerns, it's uh, it's a little more nebulous, to be perfectly honest. I'm a little surprised, really, about the way people will react with certain westerns, and how some folks are really surprised that not too many westerns are made anymore. Mainly of an older set. A lot of people are like, yeah, whatever, it's a western. I don't care. But some, it's a lot of us, myself included, really do enjoy westerns and would like to see them uh, come back. Maybe not in the way they used to be back in the 50s or during the 60s, like the spaghetti westerns. Though, once in a great while, it would be nice. It would be nice to see some good westerns. And no... If you bring up Cowboys versus Aliens, that's not a Western. That's a genre-bending God-knows-what. I don't count that as a Western. I count that as a spoof. And not a very good one. No, uh, when it comes to good Westerns, I think everyone kind of has a couple of opinions on what would be considered a good Western. Uh, if you're older, you probably would think of the way my dad would have thought of was John Wayne. You know, the John Ford, John Wayne films. And I will admit, a lot of them are, in fact, really good. Like uh, John Wayne's True Grit. It's a good film. Others would probably be drawn to Western films that were of the spaghetti Western. You know, that starred Clint Eastwood and Charles Bronson. You know, from the Dollars trilogy to Once Upon a Time in the West... These were really interesting and unique and often gritty and very violent Western movies that resonated with a lot of people that were really quite a bit uh, a step away from the John Ford and John Wayne style of Western. There, No one was really a white hat good guy versus black hat bad guy. Everything was kind of shades of gray. And then you get some uh, the Westerns that have come out in more recent times. Uh, the Young Guns, 1 and 2. There was Dances with Wolves, a fantastic movie. It really is a fantastic movie. It's a Kevin Costner film that is above and beyond one of the better ones he's ever been in, to be perfectly honest. And I've watched a lot of Kevin Costner films. Another good one is actually Open Range. I really enjoyed Open Range. 
a couple of there's actually a couple of films that have kind of slid under the radar uh quigley down under is actually a pretty decent western even though it's not set in the western u.s it's actually set in australia just with an american cowboy transplant really really good watching is it a great film it's it's above average in my opinion it does have a lot of uh, it has a few starkly slow moments but it's still overall good watch but one that I know for a fact that has absolutely slipped the notice of lots and lots of people even uh, fans of westerns and that is a Charles Bronson Western called the white buffalo wow you have got to see that thing it is it's an interesting character study it's interesting writing and direction and the i'm not quite sure how to describe that thing i don't want to describe it because then i start to give away too much of it it really is something that you need to see to believe and you can find the full film. You can find it in places like, uh, oh, what uh, what was it? I think it was Crackle? Crackle, Tubi, one of those. One of those video streaming sites. I recommend watching it. If you're a Western fan, I recommend watching it. It's, it's an interesting, uh, interest, and very interesting watch, let's just say. I like it. I think it's, uh, I like it for various reasons. And, I really enjoyed it but as it as a Western fan I do know that there's not a lot of Westerns not on the horizon not in the near future that are going to be coming out to theaters and I understand that and I also understand why the problem with it that uh, Westerns tended to have is that they are kind of set in a particular time and frame of mind they're really root, deeply rooted in things like American exceptionalism and ruggedness that while for the 50s was absolute 40s and 50s was absolutely the thing you know the idea of American exceptionalism without really discussing the darker implications of it as well as the kind of blatant abuses that had gone on in the actual history tends to leave some people cold. I get that. I really do. You know, you, you can't watch an old Western in which uh, you have a particular scene in which you have the brave U.S. cavalrymen fending off those wild, savage Indians and not feel a bit uneasy especially if you have native ancestry within your family you kind of feel as though you're being you're you have members of your own uh, family tree being used as fodder for someone's entertainment so i understand some of the real complex feelings especially with older westerns and kind of how they dealt with uh, with cowboys, settlers, uh, relations with the native tribes that they would come across, uh, 
the conflicts and things, and then the kind of the way those films would often portray the cowboys, the cavalrymen, the settlers as always they're facing this adversity and coming out on top because they're American, damn it. And none of these obstacles, you know, the heats, the the wild animals, the savage natives, won't get in their way. I can see why people have real problems with that, and I agree. Plus that the stories make it far too simple. And I think that's where a lot of people's hang-ups really are when it comes to westerns, is that everything is so dumbed down and simplified. You know, good guys wear the white hats, bad guys wear the black hats. That kind of oversimplified way of thinking from, you know, back in the early days when westerns and films kind of grew up together. But I think that the western still has a place. It has a place in the movie industry. It has a place in front of an audience. Not as much as it used to have, and not with the same message. I don't think Westerns have the same kind of power for promoting uh, American exceptionalism, because we, we're all kind of jaded at this point, and we all know deep down in one way or another that there is nothing really that exceptional about our country other than some of its history and some of the uh, great things that America can do and some of the bad things that uh, the U.S. has done to itself, to those around them. But I think there are still ways we can tell these stories, especially if we really dig into the history historical accounts, we don't strip away those moments of, you know, ugliness. We can leave them in there and tell this story. I really do think there is an actual way of telling a good Western story, and from various perspectives. It would take someone with some real talent to be able to write these things, but you still can. And I go back, as always, to Dances with Wolves. I think right there is an incredible story about one man, act, one man acting as a bridge between the native world and the world that he came from, a Civil War-ravaged country. And kind of seeing how everything how they were interacting in, con in conflict with one another, the fact that both sides had very uh, set ideas of how life should be and how they fit into it and how everything kind of works in this dynamic and interesting way. And I think that that kind of story is the kind of story that we really can continue to explore. I think that's the problem is that a lot of people see kind of too many pitfalls. They see these pitfalls. There, there was the uh, remake of True Grit. Eh, it was an interesting film. I'm not entirely sure it was that good. It's myself. Still kind of up in the air about it. Some days I like it more than others. But uh, other than a few 
notable exceptions, Cowboys versus Aliens, which was stupid. I do think Westerns do have a place here in modern-day cinema. And I think it can be done well. Open Range, which, uh, you know, wasn't... It, it's been a while. But I still think it shows really great... A, a really great ethos, a really great story that encapsulates a Western experience. I really do think so. And it has... Does, it doesn't include any kind of uh, natives. Hell, we've seen really great Western stories being portrayed, not in film, but in video game form, with the uh, Red Dead Redemption series, 1 and 2. They tell great and gripping stories with great characters, incredible drama, all of the action and excitement. And I, and I just kind of have to wonder, you have a video game company that's able to tell this incredible story about these characters in a western setting and no one in Hollywood thinks that they can take a story that's like that that has that much hold on on people that has that resonates so much and can't put that to film I think that just tells me that there is a not just a lack of interest but I don't think a lack of competency if they can't figure out a way to tell a good story based on this kind of genre the western genre isn't dead it's just taken a new form it's left the theaters and will make the occasional appearance but I think that video games might be the way for the Western to really make a comeback and to tell really deep, rich, engaging, character-driven stories, something that I thoroughly enjoy, above all else, is great character and storytelling. Because I feel for those characters when I play the games. And I find that it really drags me back into this world and gets me really right into it. I feel so immersed. I wish modern films could get me to do that. So far they haven't. <laughs> Movies or TV shows. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit disappointing, I have to say. I'll take a break here so I can get some coffee. Ah, but yeah, there. It's it's really interesting to me that you have these various genres that were big in literature, big in film, and then start to fade from the public eye. Maybe not like with westerns. Uh, there are still authors that write quite a bit of Western literature out there. But not so much in film. Film, it's really just dropped off a cliff. Very few get made. And yet you have a new form of entertainment, video games, it's rather new, and are able to tell stories that are so gripping and so fascinating, 
so rich with environment and character and story that you can't stop. You can't stop pushing through and finding out more and getting really attached to them the way a good movie should do. It's funny that you have a completely different form of entertainment that's doing a film's job better than the films can do, or at least they better than the films have been able to pull off in the last, oh, I don't know, five, six years? <laughs> it's kind of like with the Lord of the Rings. When the Lord of the Rings movies came out, you know, the only Lord of the Rings material I had uh, consumed at that point, I'd read the books, I had wa watched uh, the Ralph Bakshi take, and I've watched the Rankin and Bass takes on Lord of the Rings. And if you've never seen those, man, give them a watch. They're interesting. And then I watched Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, and it was really fascinating. It was really interesting to watch and to hear and to see. It was just a, a great showing overall. Uh, yeah, and there were people who were really upset about some of the changes that were made based off the source material. But honestly, I'm uh, okay, I'm going to bring this up right now. When you're adapting a film from source material, like, say, a book, some things have to be done in order to make that story from book take life on film. There are compromises that have to be made. Some things that just have to be left out. I realize if you're a huge fan of the book, or books in this case, that there are going to be things that you're going to miss that are not going to be in the film. Because if you go and you film a movie, and you go word for word from a book, the film is going to be enormous. It's going to be a multi-day film. And when it comes to Lord of the Rings, it's going to be a film that's going to last four or five days, if not longer. Compromises have to be made in order to make it a film. So that's something you have to understand. However, sometimes following, following the source material too loosely can really alienate people. I get that, and I'll, the, a great explanation really was the follow-up, which was the Peter Jackson-helmed Hobbit movies. I hate those films. I hate them. I do not like them. I found that it was just full of so much fluff and bloat and worthless shit. And lots of other things, some are which are just nitpicky, but others are major issues that I see when it comes to the writing. So, I'm not a huge... You can't call me a fanboy, because if I was a fanboy, I would absolutely defend things like The Hobbit even though I may not think they're that good I will tell you the Hobbit films are not very good are they beautifully shot? absolutely the environments? fantastic looking acting? it's still top notch the writing? Yeah, it's weak in places uh, 
but mostly it's because it's just full of filler. The the Hobbit book was just a kid's book. And they stretch it out over three films. Someone someone at New Line Cinema was thirsty for your money. That's all I can think of. But yeah, there's... But you have all of these things. From great to bad. When it comes to a film franchise from source material. And then you have various genres that go and really break the mold in different entertainment in, in different entertainment spheres. Because you look at, say, the comic book superhero movies. I don't really care all that much about the superhero films, which is quite a shock to a lot of people that know me personally. Because I'm a huge fan of the Tim Burton uh, Batman films. But I didn't much care for the uh, uh, the later remakes of uh, Batman. Like Batman Beyond. Uh, not Beyond. Uh, oh, whatever the hell it is. The one with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Though I did like Heath Ledger's take on the Joker. I didn't much care for the film itself as a whole. When... Uh, when various soup like my wife rented uh, Thor when it came out and she wanted to watch it with me and I just couldn't even give a shit I just couldn't I never cared and yet it you know from a sizable fan base of people who love these superheroes the Avengers and the Mar cast of Marvel uh, superheroes and I was going to say DC, but I don't think that's actually accurate. <laughs> DC doesn't seem to make decent movies. But uh, you have all of these, all these characters. I mean, I love Deadpool. Give, I'll give them props for that one. That was hilarious. Loved it. But uh, it really translated very well for audiences. Uh, not me personally, but you know, vast majority of audiences. And then you take genres like the Western that had its heyday in film and then fell from grace pretty hard around the 70s. I would probably say it had been in decline through the late 60s and really hit the skids, as it were, sometime around 75. It really started to drop off. I mean, hell, the movie White Buffalo, which I talked about and really enjoy, it came out roughly about the same time as Star Wars A New Hope. So, yeah, you can kind of see why no one actually gave that film a shit when you got Star Wars, what would become a huge cultural icon. It got buried. But it's still a, it's a hidden gem, and I really think it's something worth watching. But then the Western genre just kind of nosedies and vanishes for the most part from the scene of movie, from the history of cinema. It kind of, little blips and bleeps here and there, and then nothing, and then a bleep, and then nothing. But then it makes its greatest story, its greatest return in a completely different sphere of entertainment. 
in video games, something where it's interactive. You know, I had seen the take of Western games uh, with Gun and Red Dead Revolver. And Gun was weak. Let's just put it that way. Storyline. I'm not going to talk, I don't discuss uh, video games or mechanics or any of that. But storyline wise, it was weak. It was a weak story. It was very generic. Let's just put it that way. Revenge story. It's like, oh, the most cliche revenge story we can think of for Westerns. Yay, that's whatever. It's been done to death. And then you had Red Dead Revolver, which was also a revenge story. And yet, because they, they delve so much into the character, and to the, the main character and the side characters and the villains and the world itself, it made it far more interesting. They kind of did that with Gun, but it was really kind of half-assed and lazy, story-wise. Story but then... Rockstar, who made Red Dead uh, Revolver, came back years later and created Red Dead Redemption. And that, as a story, was fantastic. It was an incredible character study and had beautiful, beautiful visuals. And it really... It really sold itself on story alone, in my mind. And then they did it again with Red Dead 2. And gave you another character. And you got to see him grow and evolve as a character. You had a hand, of course, in which way he leaned, you know, good, good or bad. But whichever way you went... You really got to see that evolution of a character. And of the side characters around them, which was even more diverse and incredibly interesting. I know that seems like a, almost like a dirty word these days, being diverse, but I mean diverse and just completely different in the way they think and act and do. The real kinds of diversity. Diversity of thought and of action. Not some arbitrary, random horseshit some idiot thought of that thinks, oh, we have boxes to check. We need to check boxes in order to get our specialty good, good boy, good girl brownie points, whatever the hell that is. But I mean diverse. That really, truly interesting characters, diversely interesting characters, and their interactions with one another and with the main character, it is a phenomenal story. And it's just fascinating to me that film can't pull this off. The genre, this, this the whole form of entertainment that is supposed to give you incredible character studies, great looking a world, world building, and give you all of this in a package that tells a great story, gives you great characters that you're latching on to, and they can't pull it off. They just can't. Mainly do because 
I think the film industry has gotten it into their heads that <clears throat> they're making these TV shows and movies for people like themselves that are this tiny minority who couldn't give a shit. And then you have video game companies that are making these incredible, incredible stories because they know who they're making it for. They're making these stories and these interesting characters because they're making a product. And that's what movies are. They're a freaking product. And you need to make the best product in order to stand out and get people to spend money on it. And somewhere along the line, Hollywood studios have completely forgotten that that's what they're doing. They're making a product for consumers to be consumed, to be enjoyed, and want to purchase more. And no, they're just, they've completely lost their minds and they're, they got it into this, their heads that, no, no, what we're making is art for art's sake. And that's all there is to it. And if you don't like it, you're an ist, you're a phobe, you're an ism, whatever. Honestly, I... <laughs> oh, holy shit. Video games are what... Are probably what's going to end up saving genres like Star Wars, sci-fi in general, westerns. And because the film industry just can't keep from fucking shit up. Uh, well, there's a <laughs> there's a great thing to end on, but end we shall. And so, until next time, everyone, stay safe, and I'll see you next time.